and welcome to the High Vibe Human Podcast. I'm your host, Lexi Johnson from Educating Earthlings. This podcast is all about raising your vibrations to connect with yourself on a deeper level. We talk about everything high vibe, including wellness, human design, nutrition, relationships, spirituality, meditation, hormone healing, crystals, astrology, female empowerment, and so much more. We'll chat with some amazing humans who radiate positivity, inspiration, and authenticity. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. I can't wait to vibe with you. Love and light from your host, Lexi. Welcome to another episode of the High Vibe Human Podcast, and I'm super excited to share this little interview, um, sit down with Nicole from Nikki Vegan, and she's also a part of The Vegan View on YouTube, and um, yeah, I'm just so excited for you guys to listen to this. She is so insightful and um, as a projector, and she is also a projector as well. We go into her human design chart, and as a projector, she is um, completely thriving in her energy type. Um, she's definitely still doing a few things that might not be the best for her energy, but she's really aware of her surroundings and she's really aware of um, just like her purpose and how she goes about life and everything is just really beautiful. So I'm super excited for you guys to listen to this interview. Um, make sure you subscribe, rate, and leave a review. If you do leave a review, I am selecting one person every month for a free human design reading. And yeah, so make sure you leave a review so you can um, get your chance to win one of those. And I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I loved recording it. Hey guys, it is Lexi from Educating Earthlings here and I'm here with um, Nicole from Nikki Vegan and she's also one of three co-hosts on The Vegan View. Hi everyone. Hi guys. (laughs) Okay, so first I like to start off with a little bit of like lighter fun questions um so first nicole um how do you like to spend your free time and this is nothing to do with like what you do for like youtube or anything like that it's so funny because it's so intertwined for me like what i do on youtube it whenever i'm doing something i love i can't help but think like of how that would come across in a video or how i would want to film that or share that I just have that in me. So a lot of what I do for fun is kind of what I do on YouTube. I love to cook. I love um, going to markets and trying new ingredients. I love my favorite thing probably in the whole world, though, um, is just kind of wandering around and exploring a new place on foot and just walking around cute streets and looking in the shops and the restaurants. And I can do that totally alone, totally by myself and be just blissed out is my favorite thing about living in New York is just being able to walk everywhere. And even in L.A., if I have free time. I'm probably by myself window shopping and just watching things. <laughs> I love it. So, so when did you uh, move to LA? So I moved to LA when I was 18 after high school. And then I lived here till I was 25. And then I lived in New York for a year. And then I moved back to LA. So oh. I've been here for 11 years. Awesome. 
That's yeah. great. <laughs> okay, um, so let's move on to the next question. Um, what is your morning routine like, or if you have one, um, and then maybe an evening routine or any other daily rituals you like to practice? So I'm really into routines. Um, I'm a Scorpio, and apparently we like to feel rooted and grounded, and I I'm very much a nester and someone who feels like routine is very comforting to me. Whereas I know some people think it's like, it feels too regimented and too boring to do the same thing over, over and over. I find it very comforting. So for me, my morning routine is especially important because I work at night. I work as a cocktail server at night. Um, so I don't really have like your typical wind down after the day, you know, time before bed, I usually come home and like plop down on my bed. So mm -hmm. my morning routine is like when I have time to myself to be kind of slow. So I take my time getting out of bed. I usually reach for my phone, which I know you're not supposed to do, but whatever. <laughs> um, I go through my phone and I kind of catch up on everything. And once I feel ready, then I get out of bed and I always rinse my mouth out with warm water and I try to drink warm water. And then after I've had a full glass of water, I get to have coffee. That's like my reward for hydrating. <laughs> and then I usually make myself um, a nice breakfast. I don't always have time to have like a proper dinner. I'm usually, if I'm at work, I'm eating something out of a Tupperware container just really quick on my break. So I really try to focus on breakfast and have at least one meal that feels special, even if it only takes a couple of minutes and it's usually oatmeal. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm like obsessed with oatmeal because you can do so many things with it. And it, you know, whenever I go to the farmer's market, I get new fruits and stuff and I love kind of changing it up seasonally. So I make that, I watch the view usually or some YouTube videos and I just kind of have like my cozy little morning. And then once that's done, I feel like I can start my day, you know, and mm -hmm. get to work and, you know, clean up and everything. But it's not, it's like my morning doesn't properly start until my coffee's done, my oatmeal's done. I've watched my shows and I'm like ready to take on the day. That's like my quiet time to myself that I love. That's awesome. That sounds like a really nice morning. Um, right. I'm looking at your chart too. And you have, so some of the arrows in your chart, if you can see them on yours as well. If you can't see the arrows, um, this is for everyone listening to, if you can't see your arrows on my body graph, make sure that you're viewing, um, you're viewing in the, in the, my body graph and not the talking body graph. So you can't, you won't be able to see the arrows if you're in the talking body graph. Um, a little side note. Uh, so the arrows in your chart, the two red ones on the left are pointing to the left. And that means that you really thrive with um, like routine and everything like that. So that's really that's cool. It's funny that that's reflecting that. Yeah. Yeah. That's and so cool. and a lot of people like those, um, those arrows are all um, determined by the sun and the moon and the um, north and south nodes. So it really correlates with astrology, which is why a lot of people who um, like can relate to their like astrological sign um, can also relate to their human design chart as well. Cool. So that's cool. Yeah, I really do. The girls on the, on the show, we love talking about astrology and our signs and we know our moon signs, we know our rising mm -hmm. signs and we talk about that all the time. It's just What's like- your, what, what was your moon and rising? So I'm a Scorpio as my sun. My moon is a Gemini, which I relate to a lot. And then um, I'm a Leo rising. Cool. Yeah, I really relate to my moon a lot too. I'm, What's I'm a Virgo sun and Libra moon. 
Okay, and cool. Gemini rising. I'm, I haven't like read up as much on the rising sign, but I really yeah. relate to my moon sign a lot. Yeah. I think most people do. Cause that's supposed to be your emotional life. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. So cool. <laughs> I okay, think sometimes um, when people, sorry to interrupt, but I think sometimes okay. when people think that's like silly to care about your astrological sign, I think if nothing else, it provides a really interesting context for just being able to express yourself. Like when my friends and I are having conversations, it's just another way of being able to explain how we're feeling or something of a yeah. personality trait so people can get to know you a little bit better, especially if you relate to it. So I think it's a really useful tool. I, I totally I love agree. It. I totally agree. That's why I love like human design so much as well, because it's such a great tool to kind of um, like, I feel like it gives you the permission to just be like your authentic self and you don't have to kind of um, change for those people around you or in the environment and just be like, this is me. It's, Mm -hmm. this is how I am. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll keep on (laughs) trucking along here. Um, The next thing that I was going to ask you a lot of people had um, like trouble with when I asked them right like on the spot or even just a couple hours later. So I gave you these questions ahead. It's um, what's something funny that's happened to you recently? Were you able to come up with something? Yeah, but it's one of those things where it makes you self-conscious because you're like, (laughs) is that going to be funny to anyone else? (laughs) Um, So one of the things that was really funny was my sister just moved to LA, my younger sister, and she had kind of a bad day at her first, you know, she was like training or whatever at a new job and it was just kind of rough. She was feeling a little overwhelmed. And so I was like, you know what? Cause we haven't really celebrated the fact that she was here. So I was like, let's go out and, um, let's just like have a drink. Let's sit outside. Let's just talk and, you know, take it easy kind of thing. And I'm thinking like, I'm her big sister. I'm going to take her out in this cool place in LA and show her a good time. I had been working and when you work from home, sometimes you just don't really encounter a lot of other people. So I hadn't realized this, but I hadn't really been out of the house in like three days. So I was like, I had no social skills. So I went out, we went to this bar and the bartender is like waiting to get our drink order. And I literally just felt like I ha- I didn't know how to talk to him. Like I felt like weird that he could see my expression. And then, he, so I was super awkward around him. And then my sister's looking at this guy sitting at the bar and he's ordering, he has a beer that's kind of light in color. And she's like, oh, that's usually what I like. And I was like, oh, ask him, ask him, you know, you know, people are friendly out here you should just ask him like make a friend you know and he's the <laughs> least friendly human ever and turns out no. he was on the phone he had one of those earpieces in oh, yeah and my sister's talking to him and he's just straight up ignoring her and I'm like oh that <laughs> whoops my bad terrible advice and then we try this beer that the bartender gave us and it was like a full pour and we didn't really like it and so I was setting it down so I could think like look over the menu and the bar had a ledge on it and it just <gasps> fell down and not only did it shatter, but it spilled all over the guy who wouldn't talk to us. And the bartender was just like, you come in here, you're so weird, you cause pain. (laughs) And then it turned out later that like, first of all, my sisters never thought I was cool. So that wasn't in jeopardy. But then it turned out that our waiter was like, like one of her favorite characters on a telenovela that she watches and she was just like this is the weirdest wonkiest (laughs) town ever like you take me to this weird place all this stuff happens and then my and then she gets starstruck by her waiter oh (laughs) my god I'm not a cool sister at all oh my god that is so funny I totally relate to that are you you're older than her yeah two years yeah yeah I totally totally relate to that um 
like because I'm an, the oldest of three sisters mm. and I feel like I'm doing something like I don't know like cool or whatever like I'm trying to be like slick and <laughs> and like I'll just do something it's totally embarrassing and they're like Lexi what I know I know my sister <laughs> thinks I'm the biggest dork in the entire world that's I mean, okay I am I Embrace am it. I know oh I do I totally I'm am extra too. weird around her yeah, it was <laughs> and a you're fail. so comfortable around your sisters too that you're just like whatever exactly <laughs> exactly um okay so and then oh I, I did I skipped a question that's okay we'll get back to it um so we talked about something funny that happened to you recently what's a recent goal you achieved well that one's hard because I have I'm not really good at like acknowledging when a when a goal has happened you know Mm -hmm. Um, I'm more, I'm always so focused on moving ahead. So as soon as I, I heard the question that you sent or read the question that you sent me, my immediate thought was, well, I'm almost at a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube on my channel. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, well, I'm not quite there. And I totally forgot that I had recently hit 20,000 on Instagram. And it was almost like that goal, like didn't even, didn't even process because I wasn't quite at the bigger goal of YouTube. So it was kind of enlightening to show me like, actually, I need to be paying attention because I don't think about goals in terms of numbers. And I, I, I think of all my subscribers as individuals and people who I, I kind of feel like I work for, you know, I want to create useful content for them. But it is really exciting to feel like you're, the message that you're working so hard to spread is is growing and being shared and that it's useful to people. And so in that way, the numbers are are important. And it just mm-hmm. is like really, really cool, you know? Yeah, that is cool. Congrats on 20k on Instagram. That's like a big deal. I feel like lately, um, within the past year or so growth on Instagram has kind of like plateaued. So that's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so let's go back to the other question I totally skipped over. This is a fun one. Um, If you could have any superpower, what would that be? To slow down time. Ooh, that's a good one. 100% because I always feel like I'm um, like I'm just, I have so much on my to-do list and I never quite get it all done. So if I could slow down time, I feel like I would actually feel as productive as I want to be. So, so would you slow down time and then like you keep going? I keep going. Yeah. So, so like if you slow down time too much, would you like age faster then? Ooh. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking about this as like, there's a movie that I, I wouldn't do it that much. Oh, what, the, what was the movie? I cannot remember, but it was something with like this watch. And then this watch could like sh- slow down time. It was on Disney Channel, maybe. It's not ringing a bell. I know. It's, it's like, it, it's an old one. I don't necessarily think that I would slow it down that much, though, because it would just be. Maybe I would get greedy and I would, and I would if I was feeling really productive, but there's just times where I just have so much on my to-do list and a lot of things end up rolling over to the next day and to the mm-hmm. next day. And it's really hard at the end of that day to feel like, okay, well, I still did a lot, you know, because I didn't finish. Mm-hmm. And I just am so, um, I just, I want to, I want to accomplish so much and I have, and I try to squeeze so much into every day that when I don't finish at all, it doesn't really feel I just wish I could do more, you know, and I always feel like it's time. Everything takes longer than I want it to. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Like, as a projector, too, um, we're both projectors. If projectors spend too much of their energy, like, 
doing things, we get so burnt out. Like we we yes. get burnt out a lot quicker than other energy types because the sacral energy center, that's the one like in the middle in between those two triangles, um, that energy center is open. And that's kind of like uh, the the like energy driver, the motor for people. So generators and manifesting generators both have those filled in. Um, and we can actually like take in energy from other people. So when you're around like yes. through with the vegan view, I'm sure yes. you feel like so much more energetic and like productive around them because you're kind of feeding off of their energy. And then when you come home, it's like, it's almost like, cause it's open. So it just keeps coming in. It's almost like you need a little time to cool down yes. and then get back into your zone. A hundred percent. Yeah. And the opposite is true as well. I don't love my night job that I have. I work at, I work at a bar and I work, um, you know, it's just really busy. It's a really, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of energy and it's not always the nicest people in the world. And I am so drained after those yeah. shifts more so I think than other people, you know, I don't, I try not to complain about it. I, I I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to work at night so that I can work on my passion during the day, mm-hmm. but it's, it's very, very out of alignment with what I want in the long run. And it's very draining because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you have, um, your emotional center is also open. So you're taking in everyone else's emotions, everyone else's energy, and it just doesn't stop. So when you're in Mm. an atmosphere, like, like you do work at a bar. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So if you're in an atmosphere like a bar, there's so much of that coming in mm-hmm. and you just need like that time to decompress and get that all out of your system. Yeah. So That's been hard with me with relationships too, is like feeling like I can't just like go from being at work or being super productive straight into spending time with people. Like I need a little bit of a come down just mm-hmm. to myself in order to feel like I can give something to someone else. So, so that's funny that you picked up on that. Yeah. And um, actually projectors too, more so than um, other energy types that don't have their sacral defined. Um, So projectors have a hard time sleeping, like co-sleeping with others because it just doesn't stop soaking in other people's energy. Oh my God, that's so true. It's crazy. So like one thing that I like to do in order to kind of like get in that mindset um, before like falling asleep if I'm sleeping next to somebody is – is I just like visualize my aura because it's all like about the other people's auras like coming into your aura as well. So like our aura is very like focused and penetrating. We work best one-on-one. So like, yeah. So like we just, what I try to do is I try to like turn my aura in, in inside itself. And I like focus on myself when I'm trying to fall asleep and that helps a lot. Okay. I'll try that. I mean, I haven't been sleeping next to anyone recently, <laughs> but next time. <laughs> yeah, try Yeah, try that. Or even when you're like um, about to go out and, and work a night shift, like beforehand, like maybe try a, a meditation where you're just focusing on like breathing your aura in towards yourself versus out towards other people. Okay. Um, or like imagine a nice like blankie around you trying to like repel those energies and stuff like that interesting Uh, okay I will try give it a try I mean if it doesn't work it doesn't work it doesn't work for everyone it's hard to practice yeah practice and um those energy centers are open so you it's just more of like being aware that like what you're feeling is other people it's not you 
So mm -hmm. that's cool too. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey there, we are taking a quick break from this episode to talk about the sponsor for today. And today's sponsor is Educating Earthlings. I wanted to take a minute and talk about what Educating Earthlings has to offer. So if you don't know, um, Educating Earthlings started out as my personal blog. Um, I was just starting it to share some vegan recipes as I transitioned to the new lifestyle um, of eating a plant-based diet. And it grew into something so much more than just posting recipes. Um, I started talking more about wellness and uh, people started reaching out to me um, for tips and help on what to do for different wellness, you know, goals. Um, so I started a couple programs and um, now you can find two different programs um, on my website. We have a vegan starter guide, which is a six week long little workshop that I guide you through. Um, to your new vegan lifestyle. Um, and then my second program, it's brand new. It's called Authentically You. And this program is all about uncovering who you truly are. It gives you an excuse to be authentically you. We talk about human design and how to manifest, digest life, um, consume food, everything that has to do with wellness. We are going to cover in that Authentically You workshop. And I am super excited to get started with you guys. So thank you for listening and make sure to go check out educating-earthlings.com for all of the new updates. Um, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to my blog's um, newsletter via email, and head over to Instagram and follow me at educating-earthlings. And also follow this podcast account at High Vibe Human. Thank you guys. I love you so much. Back to the episode. Cool. Okay. So current obsession. What's your current obsession right now? It can be anything from like a food, a recipe, like a Netflix binge. What is your current obsession right now? So I have two. Um the first one is a documentary that I watched on the plane recently. Um, it's an HBO documentary with Jane Fonda, and it, it's pretty long, actually. And I've been a fan of hers for a while, but I didn't really know that much about her, early, her earlier life. I've known about her activism with feminism, but I didn't realize like how much of her life has been dedicated to trying to make the world a better place in certain ways. And in the documentary, she talks so much about um, what she's learned. She's It's almost like she's just extremely self-aware and now she's 81 years old and it really helps me. I mean, I don't, she definitely talked about mistakes that she's made and things that she's regretted doing or things that she didn't feel that she did necessarily right. But because she is such a self-aware person, she was able to articulate kind of where she was coming from and also put into context, like emotionally what she was dealing with and how she didn't have the tools at this point to like make this decision or that decision. And it just really shows you that you, that life is, if we're lucky, life is long. And she looks back at entire, you know, periods of her time of her life. She looks back at entire periods of her life and it's almost like, it's almost like it went by super, super fast and it was just one page of her story. 
And so it just helps give me context, you know, or not context. It helps give me perspective, you know, that the, what I'm dealing with right now isn't forever and that a lot of things in life are temporary and that we have so much time in life, if we're lucky, like I said, to do amazing, amazing things with our life, you know, and just, it was just so inspiring. It was like, you watch the, you watch it and you're just like, she is such a badass lady and she's so powerful and so confident and she's 81 years old and she's as sharp and as confident and as she's even like, she even was talking about like, um, husbands that she's had and she's talked she was talking about how attractive they were and as if she was still like looking directly at them at that age like she like I think age is just a number and it was a really really inspiring documentary that is cool what was it called again it's called Jane and Five Acts and I highly recommend it. It's so good. And then also the other thing I'm uh, loving right now is this facial brush, which is like totally superficial in comparison. Mm-hmm. It's this little, it's called the Fereno, I think. It's like a little hot pink facial cleansing brush. It's silicone. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like um, a Clarisonic. But when I, wa- I wash my face with it every other day and it's drastically, drastically, drastically my skin. It's the only thing I've ever used where I'm like, whoa, this is a huge difference. And I just feel like it cleans my skin better than just washing with my hands. So I haven't been breaking out as much and the texture of my skin is nicer. But if you have a Clarisonic or any kind of facial brush, I think it kind of all does the same thing. I just never tried one before and I'm blown mm-hmm. away. I, I, just, I love it. I'll have yeah. to try a facial brush. That sounds amazing. Oh I'm always kind of like bumpy around like the edges where you kind of like build up sweat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, you like. should try it because it just helps. Like it just feels like you're thoroughly cleaning your skin. You end up cleaning yeah. your skin a little longer. It's just really good. Yeah, that sounds nice. I should get one of those. <laughs> um, okay, next question. Um, kind of looking back at when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? I remember saying I wanted to be Barbara Walters. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah. okay so now as an adult what do you want to be in Europe has that changed um I mean I, a lot of what I do is similar to what I admired about her you know like telling stories and sharing sharing what you're passionate about and and just like teaching in a way but like on camera so a lot of it is similar um but now I think one thing that I would like to be when I grow up is a mom at some point. Yeah. I mean, I'm single, so like it's going to be a really long time from now, but at some point I would love to be a mom. Yeah, I'm with you there. That's yeah. so, it's so it's such like a beautiful experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love thinking about um psychology in terms of parenting and stuff, so I just think it would be That's, a wonderful. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm I'm so excited to like for the future of like the world like if everyone could know their child's human design like at when they were a child and raised yeah. to be like the person that they were meant to be because when you look at somebody's chart it's their like the energetics of their soul basically so if if you raise them to be who they are versus like how you want them to be or like how or how you, you are is right yeah how you are or like yeah. what you think is right for life like if you raise them how they were meant to be versus that then how like how much better would this world be I feel yeah exactly yeah so I'm super excited for that (laughs) I love that um okay so let's kind of like talk about your human design chart a little bit and then we can um dive into where you started kind of like what brought you um to where you are right now so 
Um, I'm looking at your chart and your projector. That's your energy type. Um, strategy is to wait for the invitation. Do you know anything kind of about the strategy or is this the first time we're talking about it right now? It's all very new to me. Okay, so um, the there's five energy types. There's projector, reflector, um, generator, and manifesting generator, and regular and manifester. <laughs> so reflectors and manifestors are like barely barely anyone. It's like five, three to five percent of the um, population. Projectors are about twenty percent, and then the rest are manifestors or are generators or manifesting generators. Um, so a projector, their strategy is to wait for the invitation. So we are the guides um, for others around us. And um, I kind of was getting the feeling that you were a projector as well, be just because of like how you share your gifts. Um, and it's just, it's just very like simple and beautiful and um, a lot of people like flock to you, like waiting for the invitation means that people will come to you if they want your help. If we as projectors try to go and help other people when they're not ready for our help, we'll get like shut down and then um, not feel the best. So yeah, that's, that's the strategy for waiting for um, the invitation. Have you kind of like felt any pulls or blocks um, in your life about waiting for an invitation or if you initiated something with another person like before they were ready maybe have you ever felt like yeah do you definitely with that yeah I definitely yeah. feel that it's hard for, it's hard to be patient but it's like with certain things like with my YouTube channel it's definitely taught me uh, to let people come to me like I just know that I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea or people aren't going to care what my YouTube videos are about but for those who are interested in you know how to eat a little bit healthier or to live a vegan lifestyle then you know th then I have I have you know something useful for them so trying to be a value in that way mm -hmm. without like seeking it out and forcing everyone around me to do everything exactly the way I do it. That's definitely taught me a lot about patience. But, you know, like we were talking about family earlier and with my sister, there's a lot of times where I feel like I've already learned this lesson. Like, let me tell you how to be yeah. or how to do it. And that never goes over well. And also with my ex, um, whenever we would disagree on things, it was really hard for me. We would have very we had a very loving relationship. Like even when we broke up, it was like the most loving breakup ever. But <laughs> it was um, when he didn't see my point of view, even though I felt like it made so much sense. And I'm not even talking about in like life, you know, things in life. I mean, like philosophically, we would have a conversation about, you know, politics or we'd have a conversation about veganism or, you know, just something mm -hmm that we wanted out of life or, or a way that we saw life. And if he didn't see my point of view, it was always really hard for me because like, mm -hmm. I would always try to like not force him to see my point of view, but I was like, how could you not? And, and it's just because people, you have to meet people where they are and they, mm -hmm. you know, we're all different, but you also have to understand that you can't like just shove things down people's throat and expect them to be completely on board with everything you're saying. So yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of instances where it doesn't work out when you try to be that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as um, as projectors, sometimes like when we're kids or um, speaking with people we're very comfortable around, we could we could come off as bossy. Yeah, um, I get called bossy by myself. <laughs> yeah, it's just because we know what's best. 
and we can we can see that that's what our aura is penetrating like we can see into other people's auras so clearly that we know what's best for them like if we're in tune with who we are we we do know what's best for them but if they're not ready to hear that or they're not willing to um like take on that that information or whatever we're trying to share like they'll just you're bossy what do you like stop trying to know what to do yeah (laughs) yeah it's hard um okay so one more thing about your chart I want to talk about your authority really quick um this is also super important because your authority is how you should be making decisions in your life um it's it's the most like authentic way your soul will thrive like with the universe and flow with the universe um so I recently just published a blog post all about um the authorities and you have splenic authority which means that um your sacral and your emotional centers are both open like we talked about before Um, And this is usually only found in projectors and manifestors. um, And the splenic center communicates with feelings of fear, unease, or like complete and total resonance. So like you're super um, connected with something. So as you're making decisions, um, when something isn't right for you, or when something is right for you, it will resonate super deeply with you and you'll feel so much excitement, like, like a rush through your body. Um, and then you, what you should do is turn towards that feeling that what your body is pulling you towards. But when something isn't right for you, um, it might make you feel uncomfortable or scared. And that's your body telling you to walk away from the opportunity or just like, retreat <laughs> yeah does that does that resonate with you or um yeah your listeners can't see but I'm shaking my head so hard because <laughs> I relate to that a lot mm-hmm. when I when something's right I just know it and when something's just wrong for me I have just an, an absolute impulse and sometimes I don't even know that it, sometimes it's not even that clear like oh this is right and this is wrong it's just such a feeling in, in my body and I just have learned over time to listen to it more. But even in little ways, like with, with what I do on YouTube, there are certain times where I feel so called to say something, like a particular type of video or a particular type of message. And usually they're, they're not something I had planned on doing. It just happens. And those are the ones that end up going viral and end up like having reaching a bigger audience because it's something that's literally pouring straight out of my soul. And I just had this... Yeah feeling in my body like this is something I have to say pardon I just got goosebumps (laughs) yeah I know but it's like I feel like sometimes it's not even 100% consciously happening I'm just saying something that is just like pouring out of me Mm -hmm. and that's what resonates most with people and it's like I'll have this just strong sensation that I'm supposed to do this so when that happens I try to listen to it And same is true when something's wrong for me. And it's not even that dramatic sometimes. Like sometimes it's just like an instant knowing, like, nope, that's, that's Mm -hmm. a no, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm very decisive in a lot of ways. I don't, I don't go back and forth. Yeah. Even with clothes, like when I'm shopping (laughs) (laughs) on a very superficial level, it's like, I just know like, nope, 
it's not hard for me to, well, maybe I don't do that. Oh my gosh. I'm so I'm an emotional, I have emotional authority, um, which means that like, I don't ever really know 100%. Like it doesn't feel like I know 100% ever. Um, I kind of am riding like anyone with emotional authority. Um, it feels like you're riding like an emotional wave and you have to, what we have to do with emotional authority is feel those emotions and like how, um, like the ups and the downs and like how it makes us feel and then wait until those emotions are no longer affecting us and then make a decision. So it's oh, so really, be patient. yeah, be patient and wait. So it's, it's so hard, um, to do that with society today, I feel. So your splenic authority is like very, it's a blessing. I feel, especially as a projector, um, it lifts your, your gifts as a projector up. So, so much just because you can already see, um, into other people's auras and like see their energies so clearly that once you like add that splenic authority that you, of that, just like knowing like your body tells you, like you could be like a Reiki master or something. (laughs) (laughs) But just so everyone knows though, even though you have this knowing, whether it's a yes or a no, it's, you still don't always have a hundred percent confidence in yourself. You know, you always kind of question yourself and you, you never really feel, I mean, sometimes I feel very confident and other times I don't. There's a lot of factors that go into it. So if, if people have that authority and they're not feeling like 100% on board with it, like I think a lot of life is connect, a lot of the things in your life are connected and you'll see a lot of patterns. So it helps you become more confident in those, in those, um, feelings that you have because you'll see that those feelings have always led you to the right decision or they generally lead you to the right place. It's not like you feel it the first couple of times and you just instantly trust it, you know? It's okay yeah. to to question it and just kind of be an observer of your life sometimes. Yeah. And and it's definitely like a muscle. Any any authority um that anyone has in their human design chart, it's like a muscle you need to work and mm-hmm. practice at it and it'll get easier as as you practice. Um but another thing too is that society will condition us to do what the the like it what we think is going to be best for the society versus like what we know is right in our heart or in our in our soul. Um, so yeah, we just need to let go of that and just be ourselves too. Mm-hmm. If if everyone could just do that too, that would be so amazing. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. Okay, so we we covered your chart and um, your energy type and your authority and everything like that. Um, and let's kind of go back to the beginning when you were like, I want to be on YouTube. Or um, maybe before that, how did that start? How did you, um, what inspired you to go vegan originally? Um, and then kind of how that brought you to where we are right now. So I'm going to try to sum it up, but I started watching YouTube like back in 2008, 2009, and there were a lot of beauty bloggers on at the time. And I just thought it would be a really fun thing to do. Um, I thought I love being, I love sharing things I know. And I didn't really know what to share at the time. I wasn't vegan at the time, but I just thought it would be fun to have a YouTube channel. And I sort of knew in my heart too, that I wanted to connect with women um, in some way and be able to help in some way. But I was 22. And I didn't quite know what that meant, but I had an eating disorder when I was younger and I've spent, you know, years now learning to live with that, you know, like, cause you get over it a lot and you heal and recover a lot, but you always have little tendencies and thoughts in your mind and stuff. So I've just lived 
the I had it really young when I was 12 and I knew that I wanted to eventually be able to help women, you know, dealing with that kind of stuff and just in so many areas. But I thought YouTube would be a really good way to tap into a female audience because it would be doing something fun. And then I would be able to kind of talk about more serious things once I got an audience. So Mm -hmm. it was like, it was kind of a strategy from the beginning. And I thought it was almost like when moms hide vegetables in the pasta or the mac and cheese. It's like, (laughs) you want to eat this, but like, I'm going to slide something good in there for you. So I wanted to do something that people wanted to see, like perhaps makeup videos, but then slide in, you know, stuff about self-love or whatever, and just kind of try to have positive messaging and content. But that's when I was 22 and I had no idea how to do YouTube and I tried and I, I couldn't do it. And then about a year later, I started Miss Van Halen, which was my channel name for a while. And I did um, beauty and lifestyle videos. And even though growth was really slow on that, I did get really excited about my channel and growing an audience and learning how to make videos. And that's how I learned how to edit. I learned how to light. I learned how to, to talk on camera. I, you know, I, it was a, a really important time for me as a content creator to learn and, um, And then I kind of put that on the back burner because when I went to New York, I was a journalist and I was uh, writing for a a newspaper and a couple of magazines as freelance. And I had my channel, but it was more just like day in the life and like what I eat today videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my priority. And then I got into kind of a, a little bit of, I struggle with depression sometimes and I got into a depression, gained a bunch of weight and I wanted to move back to LA so I lived at home with my mom for about six months to save money and to work and to refocus on what I'm doing. And during that time, I discovered veganism on YouTube. And I just saw these girls who seemed really free and comfortable in their bodies. And they were eating this really vibrant, colorful food that, you know, they were eating these huge portions. And it was like not about restriction. It was about abundance. And it was about really nourishing yourself. And that resonated a lot with me having had an eating disorder and always trying to restrict and eat less and ultimately kind of be less, like take up less space, you know? Um, and so this was about thriving and being abundant and being authentic in every way and in a way that started on your plate. And so I started kind of eating that way. And the more often I ate vegan, the better I felt. I ended up losing 30 pounds that summer. I had 30 pounds to lose, though. I think sometimes people think that veganism is like a miracle diet. That's, I mean, you know, you're going to lose all this yeah. weight. I just wasn't healthy. And then I was healthy. So I naturally yeah. lost the weight. And on top of that, I just had this... Um, this sort of reconnection with what I want to do and, and the message that I want to share. And it all kind of stemmed with like what made me feel good. And that's when my channel went from Miss Fran Halen, like slowly over time, it it went from Miss Fran Halen to Nikki Vegan, which was more focused on food, more focused on health, more focused on what it is now, which I think is helping people bridge the gap between what they know they should eat and what they actually really want to eat and why that matters on not just a physical health level, but as on a mental health level and how happy and easy and practical and fun it can be. So that's what my channel is now. I kind of just niched down, 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 you know, until it was something that was a very specific way of helping people, but it was a way that I could really hone in and hone in on it was like a it was a way I could really be specific and and grow my my channel grew a lot once I got more specific with what I do yeah that's a that's like a big tip for almost everything that I read on like 
growing your audience and whatever, it's like you really need to niche down. Yeah. And like get super clear on what your main goal and main message is. Yeah. Um, and I think that's hard for a lot. It's hard for me still. It's hard for a lot of people to like do that because um, I, for me, I'm like multi-passionate. Like I love so many yes. different things. Exactly. <laughs> so, me too. That's why it's yeah. hard for me too. I have to say um, everyone wants everyone, everyone who's driven and passionate about so many different things, myself included, you want to be able to share so many different parts of yourself. You have so many things to say and you want to be as successful as possible, as quickly as possible, of course, because you're working so Mm -hmm. hard. Um, any type of content creating, there's so much work that goes into it and it's frustrating how slow growth can be. But I think it's important to remember that I'm still, I do this full time during the day. I still work a job at night and I'm, and I've been doing this for seven years, like from mm-hmm. start to finish, you know, from the beginning of it till now. So it's like, it's definitely something you have to do because you love it and because you have a passion to share it and know that it's, it's definitely like a job in a lot of ways. People think that it's, I had a lady the other day, I was like, oh, you're a little YouTube channel. You just live your life and it's so cute. And I'm like, I have had so many late nights, so many sacrifices, so much, mm-hmm. like there's a lot that goes into um, putting together that type of content. But when you, when you do it for that long of a time, it's easier to niche down because you really know what you're doing and why you're doing it. And it just becomes clear over time. So don't put Mm -hmm. any pressure on yourself to immediately know what you're niching down to and what your central message is. Like, I know that my central message is to bridge the gap between what people want to eat and what they, or between what they should eat and what they want to eat, you know, and making that practical, make it, making it budget friendly, making it easy and making it delicious. Mm-hmm. And that came naturally over time with just a lot of practice, you know, so That's be cool. patient with yourself and everyone listening who does this. Yes. Awesome. Um, okay. And then can we, can you add in a little bit about um, some of the new projects that you're working on, like the vegan view and, maybe something else that's in the works. Yeah. So <laughs> I uh, have another YouTube channel called The Vegan View. I'm one of, the, one of three co-hosts um, with Hannah and Nisha, and we do a new episode every single Monday. And it's The Vegan View. So it's kind of like the regular view where it's, you know, a talk show format and we have guests on and um, we like to talk to different people in the vegan community. And it's so across the board. We try to really include a lot of people doing different kinds of things. We love diversity. We love, we love just celebrating how much variety there is within the vegan movement and community. So, um, we'll also do taste test videos of new vegan products that are coming out or trying to find like, like the other day we did one, um, where it was like the best vegan cheese for grilled cheese. So we ate like six grilled cheeses on camera (laughs) and we did a blind taste test. We didn't know which one we were eating. And that way we could really like figure out which one is actually the best. Like, does it melt? Does it taste like cheese? Does it look like cheese? You know, all these things. And so stuff like that is really fun. And um, yeah, that's every single Monday. And then another project that I'm working on is also a podcast. It's called The Way of the Woke. I have about eight episodes recorded right now and um, it'll be out soon. I said it was going to be out in the beginning of the year, but it's really hard to as you know, put together yeah. a full show and then do all of the other things you do. So it's in the works. I want it to be good more than I want it to be out quickly. So it's something I'm working on. Yes, I definitely, that is, that's the most important thing too when you're starting something new is like making sure that it's not just like throwing something out there. You want it to be quality too. So yeah, 
That's awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Thanks. to listen. <laughs> I'd love to have you on it when, when I get it up and running, running. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would be honored. Um, okay. So before I ask you the final question that I ask all of my guests, um, where can everyone find you? And if you want to throw in like anything that you want to plug about yourself or your channel or whatever, just share cool. it. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so my main passion is my YouTube channel, Nikki Vegan. So you can just go on YouTube and it's youtube.com slash Nikki Vegan, N-I-K-K-I Vegan. And I do what I eat today videos to kind of show what a typical day in the life of vegan eating is. I have a ton of recipes. I do like holiday content and stuff like that and some vlogs as well. So that's like my main focus. Um, I also do the vegan view. So that's um, if you just go on YouTube and you search the vegan view, you'll find our weekly episodes. I have a cookbook, an ebook that you can just download to your phone or your computer. And that way you can kind of take it with you to the grocery store and just have it with you in the kitchen when you're cooking. It's called 30 Vegan Breakfasts. Uh, you can get that on shopnickyvegan.com and it's $10 and it has a month's worth of vegan recipes because starting with breakfast is how I went vegan. It wasn't like cold turkey. It wasn't like changing everything overnight. I'm a really big believer in the idea that small changes add up to big change and sometimes literally just starting with one meal a day or even one meal a week can lead to really big change and really positive change in your life as it did for me. Going vegan has majorly changed my relationship with food and with my body and it's brought me a lot of peace and it all started with changing my breakfast so that uh, I write about that in the book and then there's also the recipes so that's 30 vegan breakfast and then finally there's going to be a podcast you guys can keep your eye out on um eye out for that's called the way of the woke the trailer is on youtube or on wait I, let me just start that over <laughs> the last thing is a podcast that is going to be on uh iTunes. The trailer's already out. It's called The Way of the Woke, and that will also be weekly at some point. So keep your eye out for that. Awesome. I'm so I'm super excited for the podcast. I'm obsessed with podcasts right now. Me too. So they're just like all I listen to. You know, I love um, it. Okay. So final question. What is your number one tip for the listeners on how to raise your vibes? So people always say that you should be grateful. And whenever you hear that, you don't necessarily hear how you know, it's like, be grateful. And then you stop and you're like, okay, I'm grateful that I'm alive. I'm grateful that I'm healthy. But like, that doesn't really sink in. So something that I like to do, especially when I get home from work, when I just feel really overwhelmed and burdened by <clears throat> everyone else's energy, like we talked about, I will try, I don't do it every night, but I will try to um, do some stretches, some, I call it yoga, but anyone who does yoga would say that that's nothing like <laughs> yoga. It's basically just stretching. I kind of try to like turn all the lights off in my apartment. I'll put on a lamp or a couple candles. So it's like really soothing lighting. I'll spray some eucalyptus oil that I keep in a spray bottle. Um, so it just creates like this vibe and I'll stretch, which helps me just wind down without thinking like, okay, now it's time to wind down. It's like my body is doing the thinking and it's winding down by doing that. And then I'll just take a couple of minutes after I've done that to sit and meditate. And the, I think it's really important to do the stretching before I sit down to meditate because I can't go from go, 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 go to stop and just meditate. Yeah. So doing the stretching for, and it doesn't have to take long five, 10 minutes, and then sitting down to do a meditation for five to 10 minutes is really helpful. And then the way that I incorporate the gratitude into that is like, I will sit there with my meditation and I will think about 
the room that I'm in, I'll have my eyes open and I'll look around the room and I'll just kind of observe things in a way that I don't really take time to observe in my regular life. Like I walk past my desk, I walk past my pictures, you know, and I don't think about it, but I'll just kind of be very aware of the room that I'm in. And then I'll think about how that room is part of a larger building and that there's lots of people within this building. And then I'll kind of zoom out even further and like see the building on my block that has lots of people on the block. And then I'll zoom out and see the city and then I'll zoom out and see the state and then I'll zoom out and see the country. And then I'll zoom out and see like the whole planet and, and like visualize that in my mind and how it just went from like a room to a building to a street to a city to a you know and it just gives me so much perspective and makes me feel so connected like wow I'm this one little person in this place and then I kind of zoom back in like go back in order all Mm -hmm. the way back to my apartment and there's something about that that just gives me the warm fuzzy feelings and it's easy then to think about things I'm grateful for big and small and it just puts me in a really happy literally like it's literal warm fuzzies like I just sometimes I'll find myself smiling thinking about that I don't know what it is about that but it's really peaceful and it it's once I've done that and again it only takes a few minutes I can like roll up my yoga mat and you know go to sleep and feel like work was two weeks ago like it doesn't even feel like the same night it just gives me a lot of distance between what I came from and I whenever I do that it feels really good so that's what I would recommend to people to try that just sounds like such a good technique I I struggle with um just sitting and meditating like the yeah the practice where you just listen to your breath and practice nothingness um I really like thrive a little better with guided meditations Mm -hmm. but that sounds like something that I would be able to like align with a little bit better than just yeah. sitting, listening to my breath, a little bit more visualization. That's awesome. I love that. Visualizing that is really helpful. And then I also have a hard time with just breath. So something um, with that is listening to white noise. So a lot of mm-hmm. times if I have the air conditioner on, I'll focus on the air conditioner. And every time my thoughts um, or my heater right now, it's cold. So I'll have like a, I have a space <laughs> heater and it makes this kind of low buzzing sound or even the rain, if it's raining outside, any kind of like kind of white noise. And then every time your thoughts wander, you just go back to the noise. And it gives me when I am able to do it, it gives me that like, that kind of weird feeling in my brain that sort of like tickly feeling. Yeah, when you do it, it feels yeah, really you're good. Supposed to, like when, when you're meditating like that. Um, I've heard that it helps if you wrap your head, like, like wear like a, a turban or like oh, a hat or like I put a hat on and then it kind of keeps those those fuzzies in a little bit. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to try yeah. that. Um, Elevate the Globe um, mentioned that. Okay. Um, one of the two on Elevate the Globe podcast um, and they're on Instagram as well. They One of them needs to wear like a head wrap almost all the time when she meditates. Otherwise, she's like, I feel like I'm going to fly away. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah the white noise is really helpful for that. It gives it gives me that sensation way more than focusing on my breath. Cool. Awesome. I'm going to have to try that too. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being on um, this episode. It was awesome talking to you. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Thanks for doing my chart. Oh, yeah. It was, I love reading charts. It's, it's so fun reading charts. Cool. <laughs> thank you. Um, okay. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the High Vibe Human. I so loved that last little bit of um, her meditation 
tips and everything. And I'm definitely going to be trying that. Um, one more thing. Congratulations, Nicole, for hitting 100,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel, Nikki Vegan. If you haven't checked her out yet, definitely go check her out. Um, she's got awesome recipe videos and everything like that. So yeah, thanks again for listening and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.